0: The Digital gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit, let's start the show! For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before uh, Lit the room when I came through the front door uh, uh, Ask me if I should come. what for uh, Train in the trees, please, uh, my episode 86 of the Digital Gumbo, and Gumbo and Podcast America's fastest growing improv and comedy podcast i one of the three hosts of the show My name's Nookie Bishop Jr. Hope you're having a good week With me as always are my partners in crime T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. T. Petty, recap what has happened to you since the last time we talked.
1: What has happened to me? Yes. What's going on? Well, you know, the usual work stuff. Your girl started taking swimming lessons. I'm about to be out here like Jackie Cousteau. So for the uh, millennials and younger, y'all might not get that reference, but everybody that's my age and older, y'all will know. So... I'm excited to be doing something new.
0: That's what's up. Now, is this an adult swim class or like mixed, like, you know, like younger people and, you know, like people that, um, you know, decide to learn how to swim later on in life, like uh, take us through one of these swim classes. I'm interested.
1: Where I'm going is, um, it's all individual. Okay. And they like the first lesson, they just sort of assess where you are. Like, are you scared of water? Can you float? Can you tread? Can you do anything? And then they just walk you through the basics. So I'm excited. So you can buy like different packages. I've decided I'm gonna get 12 lessons to start with. They're just 30 minutes. Get you in there and get you out. And 30 minutes, people think that's not a lot of time in the water. That's just tiring. Okay, that's so what's up. I'm excited though.
0: It's cool. That's what's up. Dreece, I'm gonna get to you in a minute. T Petty, assess this from zero to 10. You know um, how rich white people fall in love with a tennis instructor what is zero to ten do you have a, um, a man swim instructor and you know is there any romantic vibes there after the first lesson
1: <laughs> I do not have a male swim instructor number one oh, damn. Okay. number two what are the chances of me falling in love with anybody think about that well,
0: I mean, you know, it's, 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 you know, pool time and, you Sir. know, I mean. I, Knowing me
1: the way that you do, do you really think I'm about to fall in love with somebody?
0: I just wanted to assess
1: the perspective. Let alone. You, 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 okay. you never know T-Petty
2: when love was striking. There you go. You, you be okay. in the pool and you see that water glistening,
1: you know, all
2: in places and then you <laughs> be like, oh.
1: I don't know what the hell kind of swim lessons y'all are talking about. Suffice it to say, the chances of that happening are uh, zero of 10. Not going to happen. Like, okay. A, y'all know I'm not an emotional person. B, what are the chances of me falling in love with somebody that's making the money that a swim instructor must make? That might be but his see, part-time see, this, gig. This,
2: this could make for a good um, rom-com. That, we, that we <laughs> Exactly. Can do that's like, a we'll lifetime is,
0: movie it, right there. It'll be
2: like that... the. The person would fall into the pool, and then T. Petty would save them. Yeah, and then she the would be the so disgusted with them. But then yes. the person would fall in love with with T. Petty, and then try to win her affections.
0: Let me let me try this one, Dre. Hold on. <clears throat> what? <laughs> Underwater arrows, a love story coming up next <laughs> on Lifetime. Uh, uh, movies for women. Is that? I it? Think Do they y'all still build
1: have all y'all have been married for way too long because y'all have real yeah. strange ideas of how this single shit is happening.
0: That's the that's the basis. All that shit that they put on the
1: Lifetime um, movie t- and Hallmark and all that. That's the that's the basic. said thing. the key phrases: Lifetime and Hallmark. They be, they that be. shit ain't happening in real life.
0: All right, I'm just saying the substitute instructor <laughs> came on and it ain't quite summer yet, so we'll we'll check in with you. I
1: get a different instructor every. Oh, see there, boom. Class. That's
0: what I'm talking about. That see there? Y'all
1: updated. Mm, mm,
2: uh-huh. it, it would be the it would be the rom-com where like the, the dude come up with um this wacky plan. It's like I'm gonna pretend I'm drowning, and she's gonna jump in and save me. And then you'll be the one <laughs> that not jump in. <laughs> now,
1: you know and the movie will be well. over. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, who gonna save him? Because it's not gonna be me. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Adrice
0: Elbow, my main man, my brother. What's going on, man? What's happened to you since the last time we talked on this thing?
2: What's up, Nook? What's up, T Patty? This your boy Ejus Elbow with a little bit of ash on the elbow. And I have not been taking swimming um lessons like T Patty. Um, I you know, I can do a back float, that's about it. But other than that, I I like I, I could survive in a pool. But if you put me in an open water, it's it's a wrap, son. <laughs> So Man. I make sure when I go near water, I got a life a life jacket and uh, everything else I need to survive.
0: I hear that. I hear that. Man, look, um, I don't know how to swim. I might need to get that uh, website and number from UT Petty, um, but I would have to have several floaties on the arms, and I'd also have to have like you know like one of those um, right. dragons or unicorns that you can sit in, and just, <laughs> you know, just chill in the pool. You know, I might like put some text, some ideas and stuff for the next show in my waterproof case for the phone. (laughs) I think
1: um, you should try it. I'm gonna send you the info.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, like, uh, you get to that teetering point, you know, like when you know that you can't feel the bottom of the pool no more, like to the ocean, like I know, like, you know where the break is. Right. And then like, once I don't go past the break, I come right back in and let the little wave. Like if I be in the ocean, I don't, I don't really mess with water like that. Pool maybe, but ocean mm-mm. no, no, I don't, I don't mess with that. Hey, mess with hey, that.
2: real talk. What's the most racist thing you heard about why black people can't swim? Mm, I can't even. Um, that we sink. Yeah, that our bones is too heavy. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that one. That's what My I've bones, heard. Your bone, black people,
1: bones too heavy.
0: Lies, they sink. lies, lies, damn what? lies. Just like everything lies.
1: else, what we don't do in this country. Is because of racism. That's it.
0: Exactly. As Soon as um you know uh the young brothers and sisters get in the pool at the Y boom, and then the next thing you know they set an Olympic records. Whether they want us to wear the sh- the shower cap or whatever the hell they want to call it or not, what they stinking asses. But yeah, well that's what, that's what's up. That's what's up, T. Pat. You should start a movement. I know that you know young people of color, you know, is um coming through and and taking these camps and and whatnot. That's what's up. We gonna we just gonna swim like have a whole. Not a polar belt there, and we we not gonna be swimming when it's cold. But just take over like a whole beach and just have like a whole swim meet, just people of color. That'd be great. That'd be great. All right,
2: T Petty, I gotta ask you this because this is oh. another thing. What? As a black woman, did you dip your head under the water? Of course I did. All right. See, black women do dip their head under the water in the oh, pool. That's what's up. Course- this is another myth. Mm-hmm.
1: But I've well, I mean. There are historical reasons behind all of this shit, but yes, y'all know, A, I've cut all my hair off and I'm natural, so I don't care about wetting my hair and all that stuff. And I wouldn't have cared when it was longer either. Now, when I was younger and had like a relaxer and all that shit, getting your hair wet, mm, that was a whole thing. But you know, things are different now with us and how we're raising our daughters and the relationship with hair and all that stuff, so... Like my daughter can swim. I wanted to make sure that she had the basics because I didn't. And I wanted her to, you know, be able to participate in stuff. Like she's, you know, she went to the Bahamas when she was like in middle school and they were like snorkeling and swimming and doing all that shit. So our generation, the generations younger than us are more of them swim than we did, I think.
0: That's what's up, that's what's up. I, I got a bald head, so I might be a little bit more aerodynamic now, get my Michael Phelps on, you know, after like two or three <laughs> lessons, we'll see how that goes. But then I might be upset about that my beard get dried out and I got to put extra emollients and cocoa butter and, you know, beard balm in my beard so it won't dry out. So we'll see what's up. We are gonna check in with you though, sis, and um, see what's going on with these uh, swim lessons. Very proud of you, very proud of you. Um, nice. Yes, yes. Um, today, uh, I took a nap and woke up about 10 minutes ago and I was like, oh, we have a podcast today. I was like, well, let me get down to the, uh, makeshift podcast
2: studio. I am That's here. What took you so long? Yeah. I was you the last kept person having to on. leave on a sound check. Yeah. How are yeah.
1: you taking naps
2: this late? How are you, uh, you going to even sleep
0: tonight? It was exactly. Well, I mean, I felt like taking a nap. And I just went up there. I was like, okay. And I put my timer on and then I like snoozed it. I was like, oh shit. I was like, we have a podcast. I was like, let me uh, get downstairs. Yes, I did make it. was on time and uh, we got that going. So um, I'll be good to go. I'll have varying levels of degrees of energy for this podcast. Also, um, I went to get the mail today and the neighbors, we got some new neighbors across the street. I'll be damned if this neighbor had a child that looked to be under five and the child was looking like they was coming up to approach me, again, I get this Santa Claus syndrome from these kids. And I'll be damned, and rightfully so, the parents sort of snatched the kid back. I wasn't paying no attention. I wasn't, like, you know, going to, like, have, like, no long-lost reunion with the child. But I was just like, what the hell? I was just like, I protect your kids. It's like, I'm not going to, you know, hurt no babies. It's just like, she snatched back like I was, you know, some kind of, like, criminal or something. It made me feel bad. I was like, what the hell? So. Yeah.
1: Is your mm-hmm. neighbor white?
0: No, I couldn't. They had a hoodie on, so I couldn't see, you know, what they was. And, um, you know. <laughs>
1: okay, you let yeah. me, you report back, but I am, I'll put my next paycheck on the fact that they are definitely not black.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're new to the neighborhood, so I will give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, you know, we have one of those multi-ethnic uh, blocks uh, around here. And what the hell are
1: you going to do to their kid and you're standing, and they're standing right there? Exactly, exactly. No, they ain't black.
0: So I'll have to see, but uh, yeah, I was just like, I was kind of offended, but I was just like, okay. It's just like um, they probably um, clutched the pearls and also uh, locked a car door. So I have to, I'm just going to put my lawn chair out in the driveway and just observe and see what happens. So (laughs) I'll I'll report back to y'all on that. Um, Okay, so topic 1A, last time, when we talked last week, the Twitter board had rejected Elon Musk's offer to buy Twitter for $41 billion straight cash. He owned nine to 10% of Twitter at that time. So what he did was he had a weekend meeting with some of the biggest shareholders at Twitter and he named his price, turned out to be $54.20 a share, which turned out to be a cash offer for $44 billion for Twitter. And pending securities and ex- uh, security and exchange commission approval, the Twitter platform will be owned by one Elon Musk T Petty. Assess this, uh, quick 360 turnaround. Nino Brown said it money talks, bullshit runs the marathon. Assess this, uh, 180 turnaround on the Twitter set.
1: So, it's a lot of layers to this. We all know that. Elon Musk is a racist, a transphobe, and a general all-around piece of shit, which is why people were not happy that this is even happening. So to be clear, the board has accepted his offer. It still goes before the shareholders for a vote. It's going to happen. Like, I doubt that the shareholders would be like, nah, I don't want to make money. So like you said, with SEC approval and all that shit, Uh, he will be taking twitter private well before the end of this year and so if you listen to or look at his tweets he keeps talking about free speech and blah 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 which sir free speech and a private and a, a company's terms of service are two totally different fucking things free speech is the the phrase that that people like him use to allow for racist bigotry disinformation and all type of bullshit to fly so there's a certain sphere of is right wing the right term I don't know whatever racists who are really happy because they think they'll be able to hop back on this platform and say whatever the fuck they want to say um there's also the contingent of Elon Musk fanboys who magically appear anytime you say his name like goddamn Candyman, and they're there to defend his every moment like I don't understand he's not fucking none of them that I'm aware of he's not giving none of them money but they are there to basically lick his taint at every given opportunity so they are ecstatic with this news uh word on the curb that The employees at Twitter are not too thrilled about this. And uh, Black employees at Twitter are also not thrilled. And I'm not expecting people to like up and quit their jobs because, hey, we all have bills to pay. But would I be surprised by a mass exodus of non-white people from Twitter over the next few months? No, I wouldn't be. And I also want to say, that he is leveraging his position in Tesla which doesn't really make money to mm. buy Twitter which also doesn't really make money. Like Twitter doesn't make money. It's not a profitable enterprise. Um so he's he's taking money from Tesla to to fund this purchase of of Twitter at least to some extent. So it's just a lot that is happening. Um I am, I am not going to leave Twitter right away because the key is even if I left, deactivated my account, Twitter still owns all of the data. And I've been on that platform now for 12 years. Mm. Um, so then I wouldn't have access to my own data so I, I'm sticking around. I'm staying in touch with Black Twitter and I'm just seeing which way the wind blows and how bad this is going to get. But just like we left MySpace and Black Planet, Black Voices, all that other shit, Yeah, we'll find somewhere else to go.
0: Exactly, exactly. Drees, react to this 180. You said uh, on the last episode that you were
2: sick of Elon Musk. Oh, well. So I think I said this before, too, right, is Elon Musk is a billionaire. And there's something about billionaires where they want to own media companies. And yep. Twitter is a media company, right? Mm-hmm. And so Elon Musk looked around and it's like, well, what media company can I buy because all the other billionaires, they got the media companies that's out there, right? So he saw Twitter and he made a move forward. And so part of it, I think he, he wanted to own a media company and then he's going to just do some crazy stuff with this, with the media company, right? And all the stuff that he's doing. So part, part of it is about power. Part of it is about voice. Part of it is about controlling narratives. Um, Part of it is about being a billionaire and buying up stuff uh, and kind of claiming space, you know, uh, in lots of different ways. So um, I don't think this is good for for Twitter. It's not good. It's not going to be good for just social media in general. So this all is going to be a challenge going forward.
1: So you made an interesting point about billionaires owning these media companies. So Bezos owns the washington post along with that we all know zuckerberg owns facebook and instagram yep musk is going to own twitter and when billionaires are controlling these organizations through their money it does not bode well for us like if billionaires and their money was going to contribute to the greater good, they would have already fucking done it. Like Elon Musk told the UN, like, give me a proposal of what money would do, you know, to like eradicate world hunger. So they took him seriously, their bad, and put together this proposal and gave it to him. And it was like $40 billion. And he was Wasting like, their Man. time. He was wasting like, their time. It wasn't wasted their time because what did he do? took 44 billion and bought fucking twitter it's so but can be- you, you
2: know go. like the the other thing you said which i think is so true is that you know one of the reasons why this deal went through is people like it was money to be made <laughs> and at the end of the day they didn't care it's like it's 40 40 something billion dollars i don't care you got to sell who's who's the um Who's the founder, a person who was running it? Jack Dorsey or something like that? I forgot his name. Oh, Jack Whatever Dorsey. Whatever his name is, is the Twitter person who was running there, founded it.
1: Yeah, Jack Dorsey yeah. is the founder. He's, he's the founder. Guy. Yeah. And I know for sure
2: he did not want to sell that to Elon Musk. I know he didn't because it's like, it ain't no way. But then um, his board and the other investors like, look, you about to sell this thing because we about to make this money. So it's like, look, we're going to make you a billionaire in the process, but oh, you selling Twitter. And so he yeah. had to sell it. But what that what that does now, T-Petty, that makes Jack Dorsey a billionaire now, because I think he get like nine hundred and eighty nine million or whatever. So he's going to be the newest billionaire. And you know what? He's going to have a chip on his shoulder because he's going to be like Elon Musk and they stole Twitter for me. And he's going to be looking to to do all kind of stuff now that he a billionaire too. So that's another one going to be running him up. He probably going to try to go to the center of the earth or something. Like, you know, they just <laughs> think of these ideas. Like, I want to go to the center of the earth. So watch. Watch. You're going to see Jack Dorsey coming out with some new kind of stuff. But he I know he pissed because Elon Musk stole, stole
1: Twitter from him. Well, I mean, so that's the thing, right? You found a company and then when you take it public or you take outside investors then you cede control so the stakeholder or the board of directors have a fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders and the number one rule for for a publicly owned company is shareholder return ROI yep and yep. so they ran the numbers and they they with they upheld their their fiduciary responsibility, but that doesn't include you know what's best for the platform or the social greater good. Like nobody gives a fuck about that. But they yeah, care and, about you know this this exactly what they did, which is making money.
2: And so this raises the question: In uh, T. Petty, like, do you think Trump gonna come back to Twitter? And and I say that as just an example of like, you know, this has real world consequences for like this platform and, and how it operates and where it goes in the future. So, um, what do you think about Trump coming back to Twitter or what the future of conversations on Twitter will be?
1: So I saw some very interesting stuff. Well, first I saw Trump Apparently he has his own social network. I don't keep up with that bitch, so I don't know. But apparently there's a, something called Truth Social, which eh, funny. Hell, I ain't joining no new platform. I don't. Like that. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that even is. But whatever. So apparently he said that he wasn't coming back to Twitter, um, because he's got his own little whatever. But we all know he's a liar. If they lifted his ban his orange ass would be back tomorrow. The the next minute he would be back. Of course. And so a very interesting thing happened though. So, you know, there are all these like people that run all kinds of analytics. And so um, they were examining like the top conservative and top progressive um, like people on Twitter. And so um, there was a quite an influx of people following people like matt gates and marjorie taylor green and those motherfuckers and then on the other side people following like barack obama hillary clinton stuff like that so the people following the progressives decreased by a hefty number and the people following mm. conservatives increased by a hefty number mm. so they're like well are these bots or what no, but what it is is people got the news of Elon Musk buying Twitter and people who think Elon Musk is a piece of shit were like, fuck this, I'm out, and deactivated their accounts. And people who love oh. him, uh, they think they're going to let, they are now be allowed to say all kinds of crazy shit. They're like, yes. So I'm either going to reactivate my account or come back to Twitter or open an account because they think they're gonna be able to say whatever they want to say. And I thought that was super interesting. But I don't know if Trump is gonna come back. I, I really don't give a fuck because I had him blocked and muted anyway.
2: Yeah, I just, I just worried about like, um, you know, Twitter is, you know, it's a platform. And I, I say this about Facebook as well, right? Like they are these huge platforms that have this tremendous impact on how we communicate, um, to one another and um, and there's a responsibility that comes with that, I think, and so once you have these takeovers like this, you don't know where they're gonna take that platform, and that platform influences like our society, the entire society, right? And so like you do have to be careful with that, and so I worry about like what what will Twitter become? under uh, Elon Musk. And oh. I know whatever it becomes is going to be to his advantage, right? He's going to be thinking about Elon Musk and billionaires and what they do. Just like you said, um, he asked like what can I do about world hunger and they put something together he didn't do nothing, right? <laughs> so now he controls one of the largest um, media platforms and communication platforms that we have in this country and and kind of, you know, throughout the world. And so that's that's concerning. That's really concerning.
1: Well, we already saw what happened with Facebook, right? In the run up to the 2016 election and the disinformation, the Russian yep. bots and how that sort of helped tilt the narrative toward Trump and they knew what was happening and let it happen. Same kind of shit is going to happen with Twitter. Um, so jack or not jack lord have mercy elon musk has already like there is an employee at twitter and i forget what she does um i believe she's like over their legal department or something and he says something disparaging about her her account immediately started getting like death threats and people calling her all out her name and crazy shit like that elon musk is toxic he is a Mediocre white boy, uh, with a whole lot of money, and he has the frontal lobe of like a twelve-year-old boy. So it's just going to be a platform for him to spew bullshit, and people like him to spew bullshit. So you no, know, it's like,
2: dude, t- dude, t- but I heard, uh, I heard Elon Musk like, I heard it's, like his his dad or his parents something like they were in a mining. Like you know, like jewel, 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 yeah. like mining or, I think or something emeralds, like that. emeralds,
1: emeralds, and diamonds. yeah, emeralds,
2: right? Like he used to walk around with like emeralds in his pocket. And then someone said too like, and also too like you know Tesla. Like I don't think he founded Tesla, right? I think he he wrestled it from somebody or yeah, something. Yeah, he did He bought into. Yeah, it. he brought into it, right? And so like yeah, so it's that's kind of his track record right there. Like Tesla, Twitter, other things. It just kind of bullying his way into that and and trying to pass it off as brilliance when it's just like just using money to like like just push your way in
1: well I mean that sounds about white but you know what kills me (laughs) (laughs) is people are like well he's an african-american who owns you know one of the largest media companies in the world because he's he's south african like now, you know good and well, God. You, you should have well. saw
2: my face, T. Payton. <laughs> you know good and God. I, I was a listener could have saw
1: my face. <laughs> that is not what African American means, but you know anything, uh, any kind of bullshit that they can come up with. But here's a question for you: Where do you think Black Twitter is gonna go? You know
2: this. This is the the thing I love about Black Twitter, right? Like, um, it it. It, black Twitter is like um it is just the ethos of black people right of like making a way and surviving in a in a space and a world that wasn't designed for them right so black Twitter came into being just because of like black folks just ability to navigate you know in spaces that sometimes are hostile to us so black Twitter is gonna be all right it's more of a black Twitter is more of a a a spirit, right? So it doesn't matter what the platform is, when Black people get together and connect around it. So you can't destroy that. So like, I'm not worried about Black Twitter, because it'll take some other form on whatever other platform or whatever space. So that's that's the beauty in that.
1: Oh, yeah. I have no doubt that whatever the next thing is. All I want to know is where it is so I can go and keep getting my laughs because Black Twitter is brilliant and also the forefront of breaking news. Like you can get everything you want to know from Black Twitter.
2: Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's amazing. It's one of those things where it's just like it comes into being. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and that's one of, the, one of the joys about it. But like, uh, Nook, what what do you think, man? We, we was just finishing up talking about, um, you know, Elon Musk and Twitter. But what's
0: your thoughts on it, bro? Yeah, man, you guys were talking about Black Twitter, right? It's a community, not necessarily like uh, an online deal, right? So uh, I think T Petty's right. It's like, we just need to know where the next platform is and what we doing. I'm sure that some very uh, beautiful, uh, I guess this phrase is BIPOC, right? Like uh, Black, Indigenous, people of color, the young folks is already working on what the next thing is. Now, wait a
1: minute. Not that BIPOC shit. I'm not. Sorry, y'all. I'm not down with that. Okay. Like well, how you not down with BIPOC? I, I don't Explain. like it because I don't like to be grouped in with other people of color. I hate that fucking terminology. And it's just a way to erase black people and for them to include everybody but us. Fuck that. No.
2: Well, I, I see no, what you're no, saying, no. t It's like, you, you have to be careful sometimes. And the I, the reason why they did that was like, because when you say just people of color, then it's like, oh, there's everybody. But then they started doing BIPOC so you can call Black and Indigenous out and not lump them together. But yeah, it, it gets problematic after a while. But I, I go ahead, Nook. I, I, I understand I'm sorry. You're
1: going with That's a topic for another day. <laughs> I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Sorry, Nook. Okay, okay, okay. I'll shut up. <laughs>
0: BIPOC, who hates it, who loves it, and what does it mean <laughs> on the next? The love, we'll definitely talk about that. But, you know, um, STEM, right, uh, all of folks of color, engineers, science, technology, uh, engineering, math, they're probably working on what the next thing is, right? So, um, you know, these kids, once a platform gets old anyway, they're working on the next thing. Facebook is dead, right? Instagram is about to get killed off in some way, shape, or form. So like you say, T-Petty, I just want to know what the next thing is so I can get there and, you know, plant my stake and plant our flag and, um, you know, the Digital Gumbo Podcast page on whatever this next platform will be for Black Twitter will uh, we'll be right there. So uh, it be interesting to see, like you say, probably when well, we got another six, seven months before this thing might become official and um, see how this plays out. T-Petty, I also want to talk to you about, is it the founder of Twitter or one of the president or vice president of Twitter? stands to cash out at $980 million in stock and incentives, whatever, once this deal goes through. That's an astronomical number, almost $1 billion of that $44 billion will go to that one person. Assess this.
1: Yeah, Jerry's touched on that. Um, Jack Dorsey, so the the founder, I mean, he, he came up with it. So it, it makes sense that he gets a, a good share of this 44 billion. But Dre said, and I tend to agree, I don't know that he is happy to see his baby pass out of his hands and into the hands of one person who uh, personally, I think he's an asshole. I don't know what Jack Dorsey thinks about him, but I kind of think Jack might think he's an asshole too. Then again, these tech bros, they all kind of hang together. But Jack Dorsey is going to be the next billionaire because he got plenty of money right now, as is. So he's going to add another cool almost billion to that. Um, I'd be interested to see what else he comes up with. Because people like that tend to want to invent something else and not just, you know, enjoy their money. So yeah. I'd be, I'd be curious to see what he comes up with.
0: Yeah, that's going to be really, really interesting. You listen to the Digital Gumbo
1: Podcast,
0: America's fastest growing comedy and improv podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Y'all got anything else on uh, Twitter? Oh, did you talk about uh, Orange 45 and his possible return to Twitter now that uh, Elon Musk might be taking over?
1: Yeah, we talked about that, bitch. Okay.
0: Okay. He, we'll
1: he said he's not coming back, but he's a liar. So TBD.
0: Well, that other platform that he on is causing people's phones to catch on fire. uh
2: You know, while <laughs> on the app. Why
1: too many lies? <laughs> <laughs> liar, liar, man, so <laughs> <laughs> liar, liar, phone on fire.
2: Liar, <laughs> liar, phone on fire. Phone on fire.
0: It's the name of the app. So uh we'll see how this plays out. You know how he'd be like, nah. And then he'd be like, yeah, I had to for the people. They wanted me to come back. I'm I'm on all the platforms and, you know, we're going to have a launch party at Mar-a-Lago. We're going to invite him down. I don't know if he'll come, but, you know, definitely want to get back on the Twitter
1: well you know what- he's not on all the platforms because remember that bitch got banned from Pinterest who gets banned from Pinterest <laughs> what? How do you, how, wait how do you get banned from Pinterest What? what is you pinning on oh, Pinterest so to after, get banned so after y'all Kada he got banned from everything right Damn. and Pinterest was on the list <laughs> Like I don't to get banned from Pinterest. Don't listen. I don't know. I guess they were like, "We not taking no fucking chances." That that uh yeah, because he he would, be some, he, he would probably
2: pin some January sixth like photos or
1: something on Pinterest. And well, be, yeah, like he got banned uh, from Pinterest, so it's not. I don't
0: con- know. <laughs> It's not a Confederate flag. I'm just a big fan of the Dukes of Hazard
2: and they kicked me. Yeah, that's why it, it, it would all be Confederate statues. The <laughs> Confederate flags. flags. I, I love the Jesse
0: and the Duke boys, Jesse Duke, Luke Duke, Uncle Jesse, Bo and Luke. They're my favorites. <laughs> he got kicked off Pinterest. That's some funny shit. I did not know that. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um Uh, We had news uh, this week that Vice President Kamala Harris tested positive for coronavirus after uh, a trip out to the West Coast. Um, Also, the CDC is saying now the majority of Americans have um, had COVID. uh, Three in five, 60% now uh, exhibit some type of antibodies as a result of uh, having COVID-19. Drees, how did your uh, plane trip work out, man? I know you were masked up, but... You know, uh, even the vice president now is tested positive for COVID, and, and three in five Americans uh, now, according to the CDC, has had COVID.
2: Let me tell you this. So I went on my trip. It was a, a Thursday. And, you know, I got to the airport, and I'm masked up. And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm super nervous because there's so many people coming from everywhere, and, you know, you're on a plane for hours. And I would say maybe like, you know, 40%, 40% of the people, maybe 50 It was like masked up, right? You know, half and half, roughly, right? Um, When I got back to the airport on like Sunday, only like 10% of people was wearing masks, 10%. So like people just threw their mask off. So I think it's only been like a week and a half, maybe two weeks since they announced that, you know, know, the the thing was, was like lifted because of the judge. And I think folks then got comfortable with it now where they don't like rip those masks off. And so I think you gotta, you gotta be seeing more and more of this, like, you know, um, of folks like just testing positive again. And so, but I think we just gonna keep rolling, but those numbers are gonna tick up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, T. Petty, Vice President uh, Harris tests positive for uh, COVID and CDC says uh, about 60% of Americans have had uh, COVID in, in one way, shape or form at this point.
1: Well, first, um, well wishes to Madam Vice President. Uh, She tweeted that she feels fine, um, exhibiting no symptoms. So kudos to the vaccine. It's doing its job. Um, But I am not surprised. All these demons running around unmasked, like just because you're tired of COVID, you're done with COVID doesn't mean COVID is done with you. So... Uh, I will be on another flight tomorrow. I will be masked up. Um, Drees, my experience was the same as yours. So remember last week I said they announced that um, they announced that the lifting of the mask mandate when I was about to get on a flight and my flight back to uh, the DMV, nobody was wearing a mask. Like I well I take that back most people weren't wearing masks everybody black was wearing one I don't know if that's going to be the case tomorrow because I as I've been out and about in the city this week um like even in my building I'm wearing a mask and like the people that work here wear masks and that's pretty much it and that's the case everywhere that I've gone with the exception of stuff like the nail salon and like my barber so people are rejoicing in the fact that they're not wearing masks let's see how they're rejoicing when they get the Rona. like I'm not taking any chances and people are acting like oh you get it and it's no big deal how the fuck do you know you might end up with a case of long COVID or you might end up with a severe case of COVID or you might pass it along to somebody who's can't get vaccinated for whatever reason. They're too young, they're immunocompromised, some other reason. Like it's just not worth taking the chance and I'm not going to.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I dig that. I mean, one of the other uh, sort of complications that comes from COVID is I believe it's called myocarditis, which is a thickening of the lining around the heart, right? And uh, that is bad news. Like I hate to use this comparison, but this is the only thing as a non-doctor that I know about. So if you buy beef or steak, you know, sometimes, uh, you get a portion of the, um, of the cow that has a membrane around, you, you have to cut that off. That's like a thickening of that, but you know, myocarditis around the, I mean, anything that has to do with the heart is, is serious business, but to have a, a thickening around the lining of your heart, that could uh, turn fatal. And, um, you know, people out here, like you said, uh, saying that it's not a big deal if you get, uh, COVID, I mean, you know, it's different for everybody. So, um. You know, again, we just uh, urge people to stay uh, masked up. Um, Shit, my damn glasses was fogging up uh, with this cold-ass weather it's had uh, coming from inside to outside, Um, again, with uh, the new masks that I got. But uh, we just got to, you know, just keep uh, masking up. And everywhere I'm going, I'm seeing Black people with masks on, people of color with masks on. So that's what's up. And some other conscious folks, you know, obviously uh, restaurants, those types of things, uh, people are wearing uh, masks as well. But... You know, we got these gatherings coming up. Mother's Day is coming up. You know, Father's Day is coming up, Juneteenth, uh, et cetera. Um, you know, uh, those things will be coming up. So, mm, you know, people going to scream and shout, sneeze and whatever. So uh, it's just right. best to...
2: Protect and, and-, and then you, you're forgetting, like, you know, people is ready to get out now, you know, because we've been on the lockdown for so long with COVID and folks are like, they want to get out and do stuff. So folks are going to be moving around a lot more. And combine that with taking a mask off, oh, yeah. You're going to feel it.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Drees, we want to give a shout-out to uh, Ron Howard, uh, film director and one-time star of The Andy Griffith Show. He was masked up at the airport waiting for his bag and tweeted out um, a viral uh, post that said that he was protecting himself and that the pandemic was not over and urging people to protect themselves by continuing to wear their masks through this thing, man. So shout-out to Opie Taylor for... uh, going ahead and uh, doing the right thing as far as, being, as far as being masked up is concerned.
2: Yeah, that, that was that was good stuff. And I know people probably hating on him right now. They're probably are sending death threats <laughs> to that <laughs> <our> social media <laughs> account. But I'm glad he did the right thing.
0: Absolutely. T. Patty, Ron Howard coming through for people, for public health, wearing this mask at the airport and encouraging people to do the same.
1: I mean, I'm happy that... There are still some people exhibiting common fucking sense. Um, but you know, I'm sure I had actually hadn't seen that tweet. I'm sure he's getting backlash, but I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. T Petty, breaking news. We have an apology for something that happened in and around your neighborhood. We talked about this on the last podcast. Who apologizing? Yeah. There was military. Too
1: deep, Eddie. <laughs> you got that right. because so Whatever it is, I ain't sorry. I meant that shit.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. So there was military appreciation day at the Washington Nationals ballpark in Washington, D.C. They had a paratrooper come and uh, jump down with, you know, I don't know if it had a cloud of smoke. They usually have a cloud of smoke, but a pair of uh, jumpers from a plane uh, landed on the field. Uh, The uh, Capitol Police said that they were unaware uh, of the jumpers or that it was Military Appreciation Day and they were very upset at the Washington Nationals and said that they were not informed in any way, shape or form about Military Appreciation Day and the jumpers. Fast forward 72 hours, the Washington Nationals did in fact let the Federal Aviation Administration know that it was Military Appreciation Day, that the paperwork had been filed for the jumpers, and it was actually the Federal Aviation Administration that failed to contact D.C. police, um, you know, Capitol Police, et cetera. So they issued an apology, and uh, they said it was not the Nationals' fault. But uh, yeah, so apparently the Nationals uh, checked all their boxes, but the FAA or someone at the FAA forgot to tell... um, you know, Capitol Police that this was going on.
1: I just, okay, here's my question. I don't understand why the notification or permission slip or whatever the fuck they got to do is not going to all concerned parties at the same time. Like, why does it have to go to the FAA who then has to communicate with D.C. police who then have to talk to the park police? Like, that's dumb. Why can't we just w- send one fucking email?
0: It's probably not even electronic at this point. I'm sure <laughs> as we
1: as we saw
0: on January sixth, mm. a failure to communicate on something that large that I would imagine that with so many agencies involved, city, capital police, alphabet boys and girls, and several agencies like that, plus a private entity that is probably a paper related process. And something got stuck in the mail or didn't get mailed or somebody was on vacation and didn't, you know, let nobody know or, or make a maybe. phone call. I bet it's like a non-electronic process.
1: Well maybe
2: revised that, 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 that is that's that stupid. is something to really mess up though. It's like, hey, we got some people flying over the city. Like,
1: how do you gonna forget jump out that? The plane.
2: It's like, how oh, do you I forget do that?
1: <laughs> I don't understand how you forget that. In this city, I can see how, okay, if you in Kansas City. But Nebraska in this or city. like that. Nobody don't care yeah. about nobody jumping
2: out of a plane in Nebraska. Where
1: nobody is allowed <laughs> to fly in certain airspace. You forget that?
0: Yeah. they might have. They might have been preoccupied with the mask, man. They and then and, and uh, somebody just uh, forgot to, to make that call. So whoever that
1: uh, is, they need to be on probation or uh, get their pay docked or something because they could have got those people killed. They were yeah. like scrambling fighter jets.
0: Exactly, exactly. Drees, the FAA apologized. Also, have you ever had a failure to communicate that uh, resulted in a, a mishap or a comedy of errors?
2: I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I have, but I'm denying it. <laughs> <To this day. laughs>
1: ah, plausible denial. So,
2: yep, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't recall.
1: <laughs> oh, you sound like Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't remember. I don't recall. Did we talk about that shovel face bitch last week? We didn't. we, did. we did not.
0: Oh, we did not. I thought we did. She had said that about 900 times in that <laughs> line
1: of questioning. Raggedy bitch. Sorry, I got a sidetrack. My bad.
0: No worries at all. No worries at all. Drees, I got another FAA story for you, okay? All right, you know the energy drink Red Bull, right?
2: Yep, gives you wings.
0: Right. Okay. So they have like uh, they have like a soccer team and they have like they do like daredevil stunts like uh, out uh, in, in out west, sometimes in the desert, those types of things.
2: Yeah, when they build those like crazy little contraptions and they'll jump it off a ramp and see what happens and they crash, of course, and everybody want to see the crash.
0: Yes, yes. There There was another crash with a Red Bull stunt. So some genius came up with the idea to fly two planes really close to each other in tandem and the pilots would actually put the planes in autopilot and switch planes mid-air, okay? All right. So
2: I wait, I, I'm, wait going. I'm, I'm gonna stop you right there. So this was the actual real idea for a stunt. This,
0: this was a real idea for a stunt, and it came to pass. So they they flew close to each other, then put the planes on autopilot, they would unbuckle themselves, both pilots from the plane and then get onto each other's plane and then fly the plane the rest of the way and land, okay? All right, we're gonna have to include a link to this video because this was absolutely astonishing when I saw this shit. Okay, no problem. The planes are flying in tandem. They unbuckle their shit. They're about to do the switch. The first pilot gets onto the other plane, no problem. And this is where the problem happened with the second pilot. Something happened. I don't know if he hit a bird or a gust of wind or something, but this motherfucker panicked. And you saw it in his face the minute it happened. And he could not get onto the second plane. He had to hit his, jump off, hit his parachute and landed. And the second plane that he was going to take over, it crashed. The FAA, yes, the FAA told them, do not do this. Do not do this stunt. Don't do it. They went ahead and did it anyway. Both pilots survived. The one that got onto the plane successfully successfully landed it, and the other one that panicked and couldn't get onto the second plane just glided down with his parachute. They interviewed him afterwards, and you would have thought that they had discovered, you know, some untapped source of water or, you know, a new planet or something like that. Um, they was just very ignorant and, um, you know, just... Uh, blind to the faa telling them not to do this so i'm sure fines will be in order but drees they flew the planes and it didn't work out the way that they thought it was
2: you know it's so many things wrong with this but you know the first thing that crossed my mind no if we'll i'm say. that pilot who was like going to the other plane and ain't make it i'll be like well, my plane landed safely. <laughs> the one I took off in <laughs> landed safely. <laughs> that other jungle plane though, <laughs> it crashed. <laughs> Cuz technically, whoever go up in the flat in the plane, um, I guess file the flight plan, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's you responsible for that plane. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is this is just crazy in the, the fact that the F- F- FAA had to tell them, do not do this, do not do this. Of course you should not do this.
1: Oh, um, my God. That's that's they, that's ignorant.
0: They went okay. ahead and did.
1: So the FAA told them not to do it. They did yeah. it any fucking way. So what's yeah. going to happen? Are they going to get their pilot's license yanked? Are they going to get fined like that? Something should happen.
0: They have not announced the fines as of yet, um, but I'm sure that they will be dealt with harshly. T Petty, um, is this, do you think that um, they just went ahead and did it and crashed the plane on purpose as a publicity stunt?
1: No, I think these are some white dudes that don't have nothing else to do with their fucking time. So they come up with dumb ass shit like this to risk their lives and endanger the lives of others because what if that plane crashed and hurt somebody see this and is I, the kind of shit that they yeah, come you, up with you, you can't control where this plane do. go
2: you can't yeah. control where the plane gonna go and where it's gonna land
1: they don't have enough to do so they come up with dumb ass shit like this and then that ends up they were fine but who the hell knows what happened with that plane that crashed like that's and, kind of and where did it
2: crash in the environment because even if it didn't hurt an individual right it probably damaged some either property or if it wasn't right. property it was the natural environment or okay now you got um something. plane fuel leaking out into yeah. a stream but or wherever because- that is a plane landed that's ridiculous
0: yeah, yeah i have to check and see you know they do those uh those speed tests in the desert but uh, even if it was in the, the desert, you know, like, like you said, it can't have an environmental impact. So I have to check and see, but yeah, they, they switched. And when they showed the footage and I, I've done that look before, like, you know what, you know what it was? Like you ever tip back in your chair and you rock back in the chair and you know you're not supposed to rock back. Like yeah, that and second. that
2: second, yeah. <laughs> that second oh, right oh, when
0: oh, you get beyond the point oh. of no control.
2: That's exactly <laughs> what he had on his face, but it was 10,000 feet in the air. <laughs> so so no he he, he he you got to send me the video. So he bailed out. He's like, "Okay, this is going bad. I'm a I'm a take I'm going to take my leave, which I guess they had on the parachute, right?" And so, I'm he, so yeah. he, yeah. he just left.
1: So he, he had just jumped out of his original plane. It was like, after the other dude was on, it was like, fuck this. Like, how i you not know, get in air? So, like, you, plane, like,
0: so, like, you, you no. know, there's like uh like the little door was open or whatever. And they, the first guy had switched, all good. Then the second guy had got onto his plane, like on the little side, like the little pole. But something happened and a gust of wind happened something. He tried to make a move
2: and he couldn't do it. And you you, you know what it was, Nook? The, the, the <coughs> door probably locked on him. <laughs> mm, mm, he, was, mm. he was on the wing of the other plane. So and he probably looked over like, this this door doesn't close and lock. I can't, I can't get back in
1: to the cockpit. Now, don't you have something to do? Like You just gonna sit up some and think of some dumb shit like that? That's just fucking ridiculous.
0: That's ridiculous. I have a rule in life called say it out loud. Like, like Drees, me and you, we gonna fly a plane at 10,000 feet and then we're going to get out of our own planes and then, like, switch to the other plane, and then we're going to fly and land them. That 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 is rife with peril. Like,
1: that is not. <laughs> that is, rife with peril. That's the that thing.
2: My thing is, okay, is, like, okay, what is Red Bull's responsibility in this? Because, like, barring these two people, and they're going to make them the, the scapegoats, the fall guy. But this is, like, a corporation that's out here. You condoning people switching planes in midair so you can sell an energy drink an energy drink an energy drink. you know how like crazy that sounds like yeah we want y'all to do this because we got to sell some old drinks
0: Mm -hmm. um they probably owned by some large soda company probably either uh coke or pepsi and then they just like you know as long as nobody dies and we get the publicity out of it we'll pay the fine i'm sure this is a publicity stunt Well, it is a publicity stunt gone wrong but it might have been built in that they did it on purpose who knows what happened but it was just like it was crazy it was crazy yeah i I, I will include the link to this uh in the uh podcast notes for this episode episode 86 but uh yeah those two guys survived but uh yeah uh, that's not one that you can put on your resume so
1: so red bull is a privately owned company and it's not even an american company it's owned by uh someone in austria
0: well damn i thought they were owned by a big soda company so they're, they're very all... interesting huh huh well yeah uh sorry that's about
1: Austria. days without white nonsense is zero because that's stupid mm,
0: mm, mm. that's crazy that's crazy um all right y'all the southwest uh, i guess they're starting um Wildfire season early, New Mexico and Arizona. I think there's more than a half a million acres uh, um, that are on fire right now. And throw this into the mix, there are wildfires, T-Petty, in Nebraska. Um, I think even for April, it's a little early for... I've never known there to be wildfires in Nebraska. I'm sure they've happened, flatland, plains, et cetera. Um, but uh, wildfires in Nebraska... And then there was actually, with this crazy weather that's been going back and forth, a spring blizzard in North Dakota. I know that they're close to the um, damn Canadian border, but, geez louise, a blizzard, you know, almost at the end of April this week, and certain parts of uh, the Northeast and the Midwest, where we're from, they had snow as well. So um, wildfires out West and uh, snow and blizzards uh, in the East, and this is only April. What does this uh, have in store for the rest of the year?
1: Who knows, climate change got everything going crazy. Um, And you know what's really crazy is that these wildfires that are raging out of control barely make a blip on the news at all. Like, this shit is crazy. So these, like, think about where we are right now. It's the end of April in the dmv and our weather has been in the 50s and 60s by now it's like you know reliably in the 70s nice spring weather but like you said like it's snowing in parts of like the midwest upper midwest wildfires hither thither and yon who the hell knows what's gonna happen but i feel like we need to embrace ourselves for any eventuality because that's What's coming, and nobody seems much interested in doing anything about it. Yeah, that yeah. man that set himself on fire on the courses on the, the steps of the Supreme Court, he did that in um related to the climate crisis. Oh, damn, when was that?
2: Wait, wait, we did that, T. Patty. When is
1: that? Y'all didn't see that? No, so,
2: so, somebody
1: oh. set themselves on fire on the steps. Of the Supreme Court. It was a crazy ass day in DC last week. It was like last, I wanna say Thursday, the same day that that dude was shooting at that school near, near Van Ness. Oh, damn. Um, and he shot a couple of kids. Nobody died, thankfully. That same day, somebody like did a drive-by and shot up a dude who was already in a fucking wheelchair and a couple other people. And that same day a man set himself on fire on the steps of the Supreme Court and he died on the way to the to the hospital. Damn. Like it was a wild wow. it was a that's wild And that's my first time hearing that Tped. And yeah, and then like a day or two after that somebody got robbed at gunpoint across the street from the FBI building. Like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Wow.
0: That's not funny that he got robbed, <laughs> but then
1: he got robbed at gunpoint across
0: the street from the FBI I mean, building.
1: So y'all know where the FBI building is, right? It was yeah. broad daylight. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody like just robbed, robbed, oh boy, across the street from the damn FBI building. I'm like, listen, it hasn't even gotten warm yet. And this city is crazy right now.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so, a damn thing. That's a, a damn thing. It's
1: a lot happening.
0: There's
1: mm. <laughs> a lot going on. Damn.
0: Drees, how was the weather in uh, where you were when you took your trip? And uh, what do you expect in this uh, summer and fall?
1: Oh, man, it was
2: lovely. I, was, I tell people I was in um, South Carolina and the weather was gorgeous. And we was, we was out by the beach and the, the water was was kind of warm. It, w- it was nice. It was the, the weather was good. Uh, and where I'm where I'm at now, the weather is a little crazy. Like you said, it, it jumped back and forth from being warm to a little bit chilly. We still, I, I think, the night it's gonna drop down into like the the um the kind of mid to high thirties. So,
0: yeah, they talking about a frost warning for people <clears throat> bringing their plants and stuff or cover them up.
2: Oh, really? I got, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely bringing in my plants. I started a <clears throat> container garden, and I got to bring. I brought most of them in. I got I to gotta bring the rest of them in tonight. Okay.
0: Tell me about this container garden, man. What you growing? You're not growing no marijuana plants, are you?
2: <laughs> I, 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 I should to make a little extra cash on the side with all this inflation. <laughs> but uh, I, got, I, got, uh, I got okra. I got tomatoes. I got cucumbers. I got garden, uh, garden beans. Um, I'm growing some um, squash. Uh, I got all different types of lettuce mix. Um, what else I got? Um yeah, it's it's like uh, I it's a lot of different stuff. So yep, I'm excited. It's and I started it from seeds this year. So I'm super okay. excited. Oh, did you? Yep. So we're gonna have
1: some fresh snacks when we come over.
2: Oh yeah, all the fresh stuff. And you gotta share some of that um that Kentucky Derby um bourbon you got though. I trade some some cucumbers. <laughs>
1: Now see, cucumbers, boy, you got to come up with something better than that. You know, cucumbers, you know, they do lots of cucumbers. All All (laughs) right. So to our listening audience, everybody knows that I'm a big bourbon drinker. So every year, Woodford Reserves, which is one of my house bourbons, they put out a Kentucky blend bourbon. So the artwork on the bottle is different every year. It has a different number. It's a slightly different taste which I'm really looking forward to. So I just got my 2022 Kentucky Derby blend of Woodford. And this man is trying to trade me a goddamn cucumber for my Woodford. Like, sir, you, guys, the, you can cut up the
2: cucumber, up. put it in some vinegar, and then you got
1: pickles. So you got cucumbers, But well, you, you know, got know I don't eat cut up pickles. I only eat whole pickles. <laughs> Listen, oh. we well, have, about- I, now how do we go from talking about climate <laughs> change to some goddamn pickles? What is he- because, because because that's it? cause? I said you gotta have to start growing your own food. Oh it's yeah, that's disrupt right.
2: the food supply. You're gonna have to grow your
1: own stuff. Take care of it. And I'm gonna have to start me a little a little balcony garden or something. Yeah. That's it. That's what you need T- to do. T. Petty,
0: also. Um, I found out that uh, one of the ballparks in Washington, they actually have a rooftop garden and they give the produce that they grow away to people in the neighborhood. So that's pretty cool.
1: That is cool. I did not actually know that. So, you know, I live close to one of them and I wasn't aware. Now, I need to go over there and see if I can get me some, uh, some carrots or something. And then, Drees, you can keep your raggedy-ass cucumbers. At least I wanted to trade my I, bourbon. I, I, I got carrots, too. I planted <laughs>
2: carrots, too. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything you need for that bourbon, I'll, I'll trade
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, What was that uh, episode of Sanford and Son when uh, Ann Esther ate the wild parsley, but it was weed, and Smitty and Hoppy got
1: high. Everybody was getting high, eating Not the... Not Smitty. Uh, oh, my God. Not is anybody streaming Sanford and Son? Cause that shit sure used to be hilarious. I don't think they are. It's
0: like, um, you know, it comes on the free TV uh, services like uh, over the antenna stuff, but uh, I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't seen it streamed uh, to the best of my knowledge. I'm
1: gonna go look it up. Let me see if it is.
0: Also um, a small um, trivia thing that might win you a free beer or a beverage of your choice. Sanford and Son is the adaptation of a British show Called Steptoe and Son. It was Britishized um, and uh, it was picked up here in America, rewritten for uh, Fred Sanford, for Red Fox, and for um, you know uh, an American audience. And Steptoe and Son became Sanford and Son. So, uh, just so
1: did they have
2: a junkyard or was it, it like a um, some other like? It's thing probably like an antique,
1: uh, like an antique. Yeah, oh yeah, like store an something. antique store. Yeah, yeah, That's very yeah. British.
0: Yeah, yeah, very. In fact, we steal half of our damn TV shows from them. Um, Survivor, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Um, you know, you name it, we steal it and then uh, Americanize it. So uh, I think even American Idol is uh, was a British show at first, and then Sir brought it over. So yeah, thank you Brits for um, you know helping uh, keep uh, American um, comedies alive. And-
1: oh shucks.
0: Uh oh, wait a minute.
1: Ah, oh, Sanford and Son is streaming. Okay, where now? Where is it streaming? So it's streaming on the. Bird app, is it really? It is.
0: Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. It did originally air on NBC, if I'm not mistaken. Yes,
1: and it's okay. also on. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Fuck it, I can't think of shit like you. So it's on Stars.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And then it's also on. Um, the what do you call it? The one that's dealing. Uh, Rhymes shit. with Julu? No, uh, from the it from Prime.
0: Oh, oh, the um rainforest uh TV. There service. you go, Rain that's rainforest. what okay. I was
1: trying to think of. I think that's swimming and wipe my brain out. I'm tired.
0: Okay, okay, uh,
1: yeah. So it's streaming <laughs> in three different places.
0: All right, all right. So people can uh check that out. And uh, see what's going on with that. So yeah. So shout out to gardeners everywhere. Hopefully uh, the ice and snow stop forming. You'll be able to get out there and <laughs> you know, um, uh, you know, rake and tractor and, and you know, get your soil all tilled and stuff and and get things going. Um, T. Petty, a story that I am not familiar with. Please fill us in on this. Some type of Johnny Depp divorce trial is happening in Northern Virginia. Holy give us the shit. give us what you know so far on this divorce trial. Heard it's crazy.
1: Okay, so y'all know I don't really pay too much attention to celebrity shit, right? Unless it's like something funny that's happening. So I kept seeing this Johnny Depp, who I actually really like. Like, the original Pirates of the Caribbean was hilarious. Um so Johnny Depp and some broad named Amber Heard. I still don't know who the hell she is. So i was up in the middle of the night on twitter and and stumbled across a thread about this crazy this bitch is nuts y'all so apparently she has been verbally and physically abusing johnny depp for years when they were married they're divorced this is like a defamation trial that's happening right now because she was telling everybody he was beating her ass and treating her crazy and all kind of shit, like, ruin, stop the man from getting parts, basically try to like ruin his career and his life and was talking to him crazy. Like, after his mother died, she was telling him he wasn't shit. Um, he, they got into a fight and she somehow severed the tip of one of his fingers. They got into a fight a different time. She punched him. It's like she's punched him in the face m- on multiple occasions. Wow. She literally took a shit on their bed. And I was going to ask there. you, did she poop in the bed? I heard that, but I was she's just like. in the bed.
0: I thought it was like two different stories, but it was like Johnny Depp defamation trial. And then somebody pooped in the bed. I thought I was like- You said defecation.
1: defamation, defamation <laughs> and defamation. <laughs> <laughs> like this is really fucked up. And if it was, if he had been, had done this shit to her, people would be taking it a lot more seriously. Like she was fucking torturing that man. And there was a time when he was um g- he was getting off drugs so he was using drugs no surprise so he was you know withdrawing from it and they give you medication so you don't be all fucked up she withheld his medication so he was going through like all types of physical and mental traumas related to drug withdrawal because she just was trying to fucking torture that man and so during this trial, as people are testifying because other people were witnessing this behavior and seeing how she's acting and she's sitting there like smirking, Johnny Depp needs to send his sisters or a couple of his aunties or something over to her house and just have a little chit chat with her because she is out of fucking hand and somebody really need to just beat the brakes off of her. That bitch is crazy as fuck.
0: Wow, that's ridiculous. Dreese. did you hear about this defamation trial? I mean, I heard some snippets about it. I know that it was going
2: on, but yeah, did you I, hear all I, this? I've heard snippets and then I've seen like some pictures of them sitting trying. So, can, can you watch this like in, in, on video in real time,
1: T Peddy, or you, or you just have know. to read the reports of it? I, it might I, be streaming somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I, when I was reading about it, it was the middle of the night. So, I, I this person clearly has kept up because they were pulling up like stories and pictures and all kinds of shit, but maybe it's streaming because it seemed like a couple of the shots that I, um, a couple of the things that I saw were like clips from a trial or maybe it was a deposition.
2: Yeah. It was maybe a- something like that, but it, it is like, I, I keep hearing about it and then everything you hear is like even more is like what, <laughs> what? <laughs> and it gets worse and worse, but it's like, you know, it is, you know, like people's lives is messy. Like everybody's life is messy, but mm-hmm. like when you get um, stars like that, and they they tend to be a little extra, you be like, oh my god! They're like, what what is happening here? And so obviously, I guess they is they they broke up, right? They ain't together. I hope they not together.
1: No, they've been <laughs> they've been divorced for for some years now.
2: Okay, all right, mistaken. good. So so they talking about what happened in the past. So at least they ain't going through it right now. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think was there an article that was printed in the New York Times that started or a newspaper that started this whole defamation thing that was uh, put together by his ex-wife or interview involving his ex-wife that uh, triggered this defamation lawsuit?
1: You know, I don't really know what triggered it, but um, like I said, it just popped up all of a sudden for me because I wasn't paying attention. I was like, what the fuck? She is a nutbag. Like, seriously. I feel really bad for him. Wow. And you know I don't really feel bad for men in general or white men at all, ever. <laughs> but he done went through some trials and tribulations with this bitch. She's nuts.
0: Damn, damn. Um, let's switch gears. Drees, you just uh, recently bought a house. Let me throw this scenario at you and let me know if you would go for this. A house recently sold in suburban Washington, D.C., I think it's four bedrooms, three baths, and a basement apartment.
1: Oh, Eight, shit.
0: Okay. $800,000. <laughs> $800, there was one stipulation that was put into the contract.
1: Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I have something to add to just a little wrinkle because it's very okay. unusual. Okay. So the $800,000 price tag is like two hundred dollars to $250,000 below market value for like the rest of the neighborhood. When was the last time you heard that happening in D.C.?
0: Right, right. And I was going to say that it was below, like the house could easily get $1 million plus. Like there are very few houses in the D.C. area, four bedroom, three bath, that's under a million dollars. So yeah, right. a little bit uh, further out, um, but uh, nonetheless, $800,000. There was one stipulation written into the contract, Drees. The owner of the home, I believe um, the person that was the caretaker for one of his parents or a family member live lives in the basement apartment at the house. The stipulation-
2: okay, that, that's, that's not that's not sounding too bad. You know, you get okay. a nice house, but like, hey, I got a family member who's staying in the basement and let them stay because you don't, you don't want- Nano, whoever it is, they have to move. Okay, that sounded pretty good.
0: The stipulation in the contract says that the person can live in the basement apartment in perpetuity. And yeah, the okay, yeah. and the and the buyer accepted the clause. So essentially you have your house, which is the upper part of the house, but you have someone that lives in the basement apartment, which looks like it has an independent sort of in-out type thing. Would you buy a house for eight hundred thousand dollars, but is somebody essentially de facto living in the house?
2: Yeah, I, I would in a in a situation like that because it's a it's a basement apartment, and I you know I guess I have to find out a little bit more um, about how the apartments are connected, if they're connected at all, if they t- truly separate, right? and then kind of who that person was. But I can I can see this, right? Like if, if like, you know, you got a family and you got like, uh, you know, Cousin Bob, we've been renting them this apartment and they've been living there or whatever, or it could be whoever, and we want to sell it, but we want to make sure Uncle Bob still got a place to live. And he, you know, he, he there. And, and like, you know, Uncle, Uncle Bob can live there until he decides to move or pass on or die or whatever. And then, as long as we get our apartment back, you know, it can become part of the house again. I, I think that's okay. I think that's a good deal, right? Because you know, in the in the city, you you living next to people anyway, right? You live, you mm. got a next door neighbor right there and whatnot. So I, I, you know, I I think it works. I would go for it if I like mm-hmm. the house and it worked for me. I would do it.
0: Okay. Okay. T petty. signed, sealed, delivered. However, there's an occupant in the basement that can stay there in perpetuity.
1: Hell (laughs) no. Hell no. Because there are some other things with this. Number one, you couldn't go and see the basement. Like Like that was not part of what you could view or have inspected when you're buying the house. Mm. Number one,
2: wait, wait, you can't, what do you mean you can't go see it? That's what I <laughs> said.
1: That's a stipulation. You couldn't, like, like, what you get down there, Uncle exactly. Bob? So that's number one. Number two, whoever the hell is staying there ain't paying no rent.
0: Uh huh, rent free. And the
1: owner, the, 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 or the seller. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with them, but they did not have the guts, the courage, the whatever to evict whoever the hell it was. So they just been living down there rent-free for years. And you don't know what they've done to that house. So uh, if I bought that house, which I'm not buying anything that I cannot inspect completely from top to bottom, I'm spending almost a million dollars I inspect my damn fruit at the grocery store and I'm only spending $2.99 a pound. So no. And so they're basically a squatter. They could be crazy as shit. Who knows what other entrances they have to my part of the house. It's a hearty hell no for me. Like if I'm gonna buy it, the first thing I'm doing is marching my black ass to the courtroom and evicting whoever that psycho is, is living in the basement.
2: Mm. Hey, y'all y'all remember like um what was the Ozarks? You know Ozarks on um Marty Bird and on Netflix? I didn't
1: didn't watch it, but I heard that I should have because it's good. Yeah,
2: okay, you gotta watch it. But anyway, they they do that. They they move into the Ozarks and this house they get from the dude, he's like, Look, y'all can have this house, but I'm gonna live here in the basement until I die. Wow. I got, yeah, I, I got sense. cancer. I got whatever. Amount of time. I don't time, care what I, I'm you got.
1: Go. You got to get the fuck up out of here. Is what you got. That's it. <laughs> like no, no. Yeah, I know. don't make, like people though. So man.
0: now that makes me think of some other TV shit, right? Like uh, you remember uh, uh, on the Wire when the uh, brother was on Heron and he had to live in the basement and couldn't come up
1: uh, with oh. his sister
0: and his niece.
1: Yeah. uh Oh, what was his name? Was that Kima. Bubbles? Kima's brother. Yeah, Bubble. yeah Bubbles. Bubbles. Yeah, Bubbles. Bubbles yeah, that's Bubbles, that's
0: right. Yeah, he lived in the basement. The other shit that that makes me think of, y'all remember that movie, The People Under the Stairs? <laughs> <laughs> oh no no, no, no. No, that's some scary shit. <laughs> and, and you like it's like a scary movie but like it probably happened to somebody
1: it got ripped from the headlines
0: they're like we gonna make a movie out of this like Mm-mm. No, Ooh. no
1: so no. y'all know right, right before I read that story about the people buying that house I was watching this show on net Netflix called worst roommate ever oh no and one of the episodes was about a man who was a serial serial squatter so he would answer an ad for, like, a room on Craigslist or whatever and would show up and, like, would, like, half his check and be ready to move in. And that one check would be the only check that they got. And he would stay for, like, four years, not pay rent, terrorize people, choke people out. That shit was crazy.
0: Oh, shit. What the hell?
1: A <laughs> wow. This housing crazy. crisis is getting out of control. <laughs>
2: Damn,
0: That's the other yeah. side of it.
2: I tell my, I tell my. After three months though, you you have to just get ignorant right back. Like, look. Three months. <laughs> I, no, I said like you know because you you say like look okay if you get three months behind you be like okay this your guy okay, ain't never paying. Three
1: nothing. months, but no, no, you three I'm, I'm, days I'm, behind you're getting the fuck up out of here. Everything <laughs> has to work and pay bills and live with me. Period. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, How you go for
2: four years? I can I can understand like you being scared of them or whatever, but like four years. Listen,
0: like, I'm a, call the
1: Marshalls. Call I'm a, the marshals. I'ma send, oh, I'm send y'all am send, send y'all the show and the episode. That shit was crazy. I was sitting on my couch with my mouth open, like, what the actual fuck? Craziness.
0: Damn. So no, I mind
1: no eight hundred thousand dollar house with no mysterious ass. Uh, squatter in the basement. No, no,
0: no, no, me neither. Me neither. Drees, we talked about this uh, to a certain extent last time, but um, a little bit has come to pass. Bad NBA fan behavior. Um, There's been a problem with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Apparently their owner owns a poultry farm and one of these animal rights uh, activists has uh, taken herself to come into the games. Apparently last month, she tried to glue her hand to the damn basketball court while the game was going on. That's one. She apparently got out of jail or whatever for the trespass, came back and actually entered the field to play and was subsequently dealt with. As far as the security is concerned, they uh, got her ass out of there real quick, fast in a hurry. They jumped on her. Um, Not necessarily um, behavior towards um, players, in any way, shape or form, but um, an animal rights activist uh, going a little bit crazy up there at the Target Center in Minneapolis.
2: Yeah, I, I heard this story and I will say like one of the things about this story that um, that I, I actually kind of like, like it and her approach because like, you know, so she found a way to um, bring attention to an issue and do it in a nonviolent way but in a way that, like, makes that owner recognize it, right? Because he owns, he owns an NBA um, franchise. And so her thing was, I'm just going to buy a ticket to the game, right? Whatever, how much that costs, you know? And now I'm going to go disrupt the game, you know, by running out on the court. And then everybody's going to talk about it. I was like, that's pretty slick. It ain't, she ain't hurting nobody. She ain't putting nobody in danger. But she disrupting the play and the flow of money back and forth. So, her issue, nobody don't care about no chickens, but everybody care about that basketball game. So that's kind of slick. I'm going to give her a little bit of props on that.
0: Okay, okay. T-Patty, it was non-violent until they bust her upside her head and dragged her ass out of the damn arena.
1: Girl, take your protest somewhere else. Listen. (sighs) Y'all know my patience with these goddamn animal activists are short, bitch. Do you care that much about a whole human? No, you don't. But you yeah, talk that's, about that's
2: the problem right there. Chickens like, you are, are being
1: slaughter- for a human. <laughs> like chickens are being slaughtered inhumanely. They're not human. Anything you do to them is inhumane. They're chickens. Like whatever the fuck. So this is my problem with it. Number one is chickens not humans. Number two, girl, I paid a lot of money to see this game. Get your ass out the way so I can watch my game in peace. And what change do you think you're making by doing that? And this has been a series, so I don't think it's the same chick, but somebody tried to rush the court like last week and they definitely got tackled. It's just, ugh. It's crazy. I'm just exasperated by the whole thing and I just like I get the point the point of a protest is to do some shit that is actually going to disrupt so I get it but you're not stopping this man from making any money you're not stopping his poultry farms or whatever the fuck it is you're protesting all you're doing is getting on my nerves now y'all know how I feel about my basketball girl go do something else
0: right Just the playoffs it's the playoffs <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, I know our priorities are fucked up, but honestly,
0: girl, Don't get glue, out don't the glue way. your hand. Don't glue your hand <laughs> to the court. That's some dumb shit right there. Um, T Petty, if the owner owns a poultry plant, shouldn't he be able to have a the freshest chicken fingers at the arena
1: and offer them at a <laughs> discount to the fan? <laughs> I mean, you know what? His poultry farms yeah. probably supply the chicken not, tenders not not if
2: it's uh if its poultry is like disease well <laughs> i mean they kill those disease chicken. poultry.
1: Mm. um i mean i know we we shouldn't joke about this but <laughs> it, is, it is a little funny <laughs> i mean that is like that's a good little gig if you can get it like you supply the chicken tenders to that from the poultry farm that you own to the arena for the team that you own, hey, he, he probably doing it for
2: real, T. Patty, and claiming both of them. <laughs> That's both right. Ways and all the and yep. shit.
1: Like, yep. hmm, I mean, exactly. let, I, don't, I don't hate it.
2: Let it be
0: Nook's chicken farms. It won't be a burger <laughs> to be found nowhere in that damn arena. Like if I see one burger, you getting fired. Chicken, 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 and chicken. How you want <laughs> legs, drums, thighs, wings, and finger.
2: Chicken necks. I got chicken feet. I chicken <laughs>
0: <next>. <laughs> Unbelievable. T-Feddy, give me one of the final four. A shout out, a prediction, flowers, or a final thought.
1: Oh, shit. Uh, come back to me, because I can't think of one. I think right, I'm team. oxygen deprived from my swimming lesson.
0: That's all right. That's all right. Press <laughs> and relax and we're going to come back to you. Drees, give me one of the final four. Shout out, prediction, flowers, or final thought.
2: All right. So for this one, I'm, I'm going to go with like, um I, I, I'm going to go with a final thought on this one. And okay. then this is actually about uh, like the Rona, right? And so... You know how like people are like taking a mask off and like feeling more comfortable. And I just, I just want to like say this that we about to enter into another time where the Rona is about to surge. And this time I think we're going to be so numb to the people that it's going to affect that. It's barely going to make the news. Like, you know, before we was, was talking about it, we're saying like how folks are affected by like Rona and their lives and everything like that. And now people are so tired of it, they're taking off their mask that you're gonna have this quiet surge and it's gonna be affecting the people who are most vulnerable. And then we're not gonna talk about it at all. It's just gonna happen. And we're gonna go on about our business cause nobody wanna hear about it. So I wanna say that, that we, I want us to keep that in mind that we're still in a in a pandemic and folks' lives are being affected and upended, they're losing loved ones, they're being affected long-term and that we may not see it in the news or it's not at the very top, but that is something that's happening to all of us, not just some people, it's all of us. And so just to, to think about that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Reports are from overseas too. That the uh, city of Shanghai and certain cities in China are in lockdown. In fact, they didn't put up uh, metal grates uh to lock essentially lock people in and that they can't get out. There's been some uh, small protest uh, from those folks um as far as being barricaded in their homes uh is concerned. So, like you said, uh you know the mask mandate has been lifted here, but you know, worldwide people are still dealing with this. So um just urge everybody as always to uh, be a little bit cautious and uh, see what's going on. T. Petty, as you uh, continue to think, I just want to say we can't forget about Brittany Griner now. There were reports today that there was a prisoner swap between Russia and the United States. I believe it was a member of the military that was accused of some um, drunken behavior in Russia. He had been in jail for two years. He was swapped for, uh, I believe, a a Russian citizen who was accused of drug uh, drug dealing. They met on the uh, tarmac. Uh, They walked the prisoners halfway, they swapped and and got on their planes and went on their way. But uh, while it is one for one, and we're glad that the United States and Russia are still talking, even in the midst of this war in Ukraine, uh, we can't forget about, um, you know, Brittany Griner and other American prisoners, uh, you know, um, you know, not uh, being held uh, in Russia, um, you know, on some very uh, suspicious uh, type charges. I believe there's an American uh, business contractor that, is also in jail, been jailed for a long time, but we can't forget about Brittany Griner, again, accused of having hashish oil in her bag, which is, uh, uh, you know, very suspect as far as those charges are concerned. And uh, I just don't think enough light has been brought to this uh, situation, and that people ain't rallying for her, that they even, you know, in the way that they even rally for American prisoners to be freed, you know, based upon new evidence, uh, et cetera and uh, the fight for folks behind bars. So we can't forget about Brittany Griner. We hope that she uh, comes home soon. Um, First for her family, uh, her wife, uh, and her friends. I believe she even has a a newborn baby, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, most importantly, uh, that she gets out of jail and uh, be able to, uh, you, know, um, you know, have the, the right to uh, play basketball, her given profession, and uh, earn a living, as opposed to uh, sitting behind uh, bars as some type of pawn in some raggedy-ass game of uh, diplomacy, fake diplomacy, or whatever you want to call it. So free Brittany Griner. We, you know, we, we definitely want to see her free ASAP, ASAP, and it's not being talked enough. All right, T-Patty. You um, went into overtime. Give me one. Give me your final four.
1: Um, First, hear, here about Brittany Griner. You know how I feel about that. Agreed enough people are not talking about her. Um, if she was blonde hair, blue eyed, tennis player, it would be a whole different ball game. But she's a six foot eight black woman with dreads who was a lesbian. Um, and Nobody gives a fuck and it's it's disheartening. Um so mm-hmm. I also am praying for her well being and that she's returned to the United States um and that she she's safe. So I have a thought about so do y'all know who Madison Cawthorn is?
0: I've heard the name you of the new- who is it?
1: That? who that is. so he is. From North Carolina, he's uh, a house a house member in the GOP. He is the young man that's in the wheelchair, the that was in the woods, like punching trees and shit.
0: Is that the dude? Did they did, did he what? get out of Congress? Yeah. Week. He,
1: so he is the one. Um, clearly, he's an insurrectionist, and he does dumb shit like goes to rallies and. Has people stand him up, and is like if I can stand before you today, then we can definitely like bring Trump back or whatever. Like, sir, you're not standing here. People are literally propping you up. So he's a piece of shit. He was the one that said that the GOP was having coke fueled orgies. <laughs> um, a couple. Damn. <laughs> um. So he was caught tried to go through security in Charlotte uh, in the airport he was caught with a gun this is the second time that he's tried to bring a gun through security um, at an airport that we know of so he needs to face the same punishment for trying to do that shit as one of us would which would probably be getting banned from flying, be be on the no-fly list, we would have charges brought against us. Um, But he's done it twice with no repercussions whatsoever. And I am sick and fucking tired of people like him getting away with shit that none of us could get away with simply because he happens to have been elected to office by people who clearly are no brighter than he is. And I'm sick of him and his shit. And I wish somebody would roll his ass off of the the same cliff that they need to roll Greg Abbott off of. I'm tired of all of them. Roll both of those wheelchair bomb motherfuckers off the nearest cliff. And I mean it. Greg Mm -hmm. Abbott has pulled two fucking stunts in the past couple of weeks. One is shipping uh immigrants from other countries to dc like is that supposed to hurt us no because they've landed here and they've immediately got people working to get them jobs and housing and resources so excellent for that but he is masterminded by himself i use the term mastermind very loosely um basically at the border there are all these trucks bringing produce and stuff from Mexico that have been sitting there for days and weeks and over $200 million in produce has simply rotted because of these uh, truck by truck inspections that he has the Texas, um, the Texas uh, Rangers doing. So people are not talking about this long enough that he is causing these, some supply chain issues, all by himself in Texas and is not being held accountable. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of Madison Cawthorn. I'm sick of Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and Mitch McConnell. I'm tired of all those motherfuckers. Tired of them. And the sooner they get their comeuppance, the better. And if that's rolling them off a fucking cliff, then so be it. I've had it.
0: All right. All right. That's probably why the uh guac prices is going up at uh the big burrito shop and why avocados probably. at eighteen dollars a damn piece at the uh there you go Marshall, uh, food store. Damn, okay.
1: 240 million dollars in produce just rotted because Greg Abbott wants to pull a fucking stunt.
0: That's a waste. What a waste. What in a waste
1: ways than one
0: gotcha we'll keep uh our eyes on that and see uh what's going on but uh yeah just uh that's some that's some craziness some absolute craziness well listen despite all of the technical difficulties on my end of the uh ledger here today this has been episode 86 of the digital gumbo podcast okay we will let y'all in behind the curtain really quickly so at about 12 minutes into this podcast my computer decides to restart and (laughs) it just came back on but through the magic of the telephone and the app uh, we were able to wait uh, it just
1: now came back
0: it just now came back I got a whole new operator I don't know what this is yeah they wasn't bullshit when they said it might take a while I I gotta go that was Elon Musk <laughs> yeah, it. They yeah. knew that I was fake. Yeah. They didn't cut me in on that 44 billion. And as soon as yeah. they heard that number, they was like 52, 40, well, 54, 20 a oh. share. He knows. He knows abort. A board. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you took
1: a nap and they caught you slipping.
0: Exactly. They got me good too. But uh we uh thank producer E for uh, his uh, masterful wizardry and again, frankensteining this podcast together. We stop at nothing to bring you the news and the crazy ass news, um, current events, race, culture, and politics here at the Digital Gumbo Podcast, this is episode 86. Remember the Digital Gumbo Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts, share our show, share our shit, tell a friend, a loved one, a friend of me, um, your babysitter, whoever, tell them that the digital gumbo podcast they should listen in. Our library of all our episodes is available again on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Download, follow, rate, and review today. Download, follow, rate, and review today. That was not too bad for uh me suffering computer loss. Um, here. That was and, pretty good. Uh, I, I appreciate pretty, y'all.
1: Like, it was real seamless the way you rolled back in here. I was impressed.
0: Thank you. I, I rolled up in here like uh, Cawthorn trying to roll through.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Send all angry letters <laughs> to Nook Bishop. <laughs> best greatest roll, hits. I did well, say to roll him off the nearest cliff, so maybe i get a couple. Of, but fuck him for real.
0: Now, what if he had an album of like greatest hits if he was a
1: singer and it was called like Don't Push Me Around? <laughs> okay. okay, it's time to wrap. Bye. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm not getting involved in none of this shit. At all.
0: <laughs> That's it, y'all. We will love. see y'all on the next episode. We good? We're good. We're good. All right, y'all. I won't be on the phone next time. I promise to be on my computer. <laughs> He's not <laughs> good, though. <laughs> well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll work on... Maybe I'll do... Maybe I'll just do the next one from the damn phone. Who knows? Phone tap! Episode 87. So, yeah. So, uh, we appreciate y'all. And again, uh, thanks for listening. And we will check y'all next time. We out. One love, y'all.
1: Hey. Bye, y'all. Bring